Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of In Between Gods with Andy Liston. That's me. It's you. My name, and we're also here with Ian Stevenson. I feel like now that Ian's like kind of doing a bunch of episodes with me, and you know, I had uh, both Wills doing a bunch of episodes, and they'll still be doing a bunch of episodes in the future because, again, I just I drag my friends here and I tell them to click the buttons, and they click the buttons. And I don't pay them any money. But if, if you know, if they did drive their car over here, I will ask them. I will say, hey, let's go to Taco Bell. You drive. And then fucking I'll buy you like a soft, spicy potato taco. Those things are great, by the way. Ever since they brought back potatoes at Taco Bell, uh, it's, been, it's been really great. My one, like, interaction with my favorite comedian is he complained about Taco Bell took away this item. And then I DM'd him and I said, hey, my friend's dad is an executive at Taco Bell, and I'm going to fucking pursue this. And he said, thank you. And then uh, nothing ever came of it because uh, no one cares about my opinion. Um, but yeah, so we're we're here, and we're chilling, and it's me and Ian, in between gods with Andy Liston and Ian Stevenson. We'll put that in parentheses, maybe. Probably not. But, you know, we'll do, we'll, we'll do what we're doing. We got a lot of stuff to talk about on the show today, which is kind of fun. Um, but yes, this is happy... Fucking belated Thanksgiving, I guess, if you celebrated Thanksgiving, if you're in America, um, if you're not in America, if you're on a reservation, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. I'll give you, we have an extra room. Any Native Americans that need a room, we have a room for you in Central Florida. And this is not even a joke. This is something, because I feel like, you know, there's little things that you could do to just help random people. And as a white man full of just hot, bubbling white guilt... Um, you know, there's little things you do to absolve yourself every day and feel like a good Christian man. Uh, <laughs> you ever do, you ever like give money to a homeless person? And you're like, I'm a good Christian. And like, you're like, I'm not even a Christian. Like, I'm not a Christian, but like, I'll give money to a homeless guy. I'll be like, God bless you. And he'll be like, thank you. And for that moment, for that moment, I will be his confessional. I will be his pastor sitting on the other side, um, you know, gaslighting him. But you know, that's just, there's there's a lot of stuff like that. And and a lot of these, these white, horrible demon monster men are trying their best. Like, I will give you a room if you need a room because there's an extra room. It's not my fucking house. But then again, it, this isn't our fucking land either. So who's really to, to judge? A lot of people have been trying to give back recently. One of those uh, being Elon Musk. There's this, this thing on Twitter. This guy was like, Elon Musk could fucking solve world hunger right now with six billion dollars that's all it needs apparently that's the number and elon goes back like i well i i will 
I will do it. I'll sell stock in Tesla, which, by the way, he, he did end up selling stock in Tesla, but that was literally because of regulations, and he didn't want to spend a bunch of money on taxes in California. That's why he's moving to Texas. Let me just get you. I'll clue you in on that there. Also, most of Tesla's money is government subsidies that they've made. That's exceeds their profits like by so many X's. Um, so Elon Musk is like, I'll fucking solve world hunger with $6 billion if you fucking, you know, if someone comes to me and tells me how to do it, I have an idea, Elon. How about you fucking feed them? How about you feed hungry people? You know how, like, there's all the hungry people? You're saying that, okay, here's all these hungry people all over the world. How can we make them not hungry? That's the big dilemma. Is how can we make all these people not hungry? You are building robots that look like humans that don't need food. Okay, we, we kind of, some people can see where you're going with this. If you're going to say, oh, well, so you have the fucking money. Spend like $50,000 on one like bachelor's degree with like, you know, with a fucking anxiety so he doesn't go outside. So he stays inside his house all day. Pay him $50,000 a year. He'll come up with an algorithm in half a second and be like, hey. You can give everyone in the world a banana today, and it'll cost you, like, the equivalent of a cup of coffee. I also love those commercials now where it's like, you can get coverage every day with your life insurance for less than the price of a cup of coffee. That's $8. That's an $8 cup of coffee now. But I digress. You're bullshit. Like, what? Can we just talk about it? I'll do it. I'll, I'll feed the people. But you have to tell me how they eat. Do they eat with their mouths? We need more information on this. Do the people that are hungry, what do they like? Do they like a grilled cheese? Like, what is, I don't understand. You're like the titan of infrastructure, right? Like, you're trying to build, like, supersonic fucking trains and highways and rails. You're trying to build fucking single uh, train car carriers of Teslas that go underground and move and at high speeds, like 160 miles like a train. You're trying to build robots that can fucking dunk a basketball from beyond the three-point line. You can't figure out how to put food in someone's fucking mouth. I'm just a man. I'm just a man from South Africa, and my parents ran the mines, and I just... I don't even eat myself. I'm Elon Musk. He, Elon needs to fucking... Oh my god. Like, I know he's a weird guy. Like, I know he's an awkward person. And he really dives deep into that fucking... That Asperger's thing. You can stop with that. You are the richest man on earth. You can shut the fuck up with... Oh, my disability... Hey, I'm six inches away from the spectrum. Okay? Shut your fucking mouth. Like, I'm so serious. Shut up. Shut up, Elon Musk. You are... No one cares. Like, no one, people care about Grimes more than you. Because they actually have a reason to hate Grimes because she's like, I don't know, marauding as some fucking edgy edgelord when she fucking, like, landlorded a bunch of crackheads. I don't know. I don't like any of these people. I'm not a big fan. Uh, I think Elon Musk is a fucking coward and a loser. I think going on Twitter to fight your battles and being like, hey, you gotta tell me what to do. You have $232 billion. What? You have to tell... Pay... Pay someone with no education. Pay a baby right now. Give a baby a billion dollars with their sole purpose. Give your fucking math equation child 
who's fucking, I don't know, probably part cybernetic at this point. He probably has a fucking robot arm or something. Give him a billion of your dollars with the sole express intent to solve world hunger. I guarantee this, this fucking child could get it done by the time he's five. You know why? Because by the time he reaches kindergarten, someone would say, hey, baby, Elon, hey, baby, whatever your fucking name is, you have a billion dollars and you have to feed every person in the world. How are you going to, what do you think is the best way to do that? You know what this fucking child would say? What if we gave them food? There we go. What if we just give the hungry people food? That's, I mean, it seems a lot more simple. Right, and, and I'm making it more simple to make a, a dramatic, fashionable, comedic point. But also, it's not that hard. If you have more money than some countries, if you have more money than some countries, what are you doing? You cannot spend that much money in your lifetime. And you're, you're saying, I'll sell off stock if it can feed the people. And then he sold off stock anyways because he just had to because he wanted to fucking not get paid or like not have to pay, you know, taxes on regulations or whatever. It's fucking sickening. You still did. You said, oh, well, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll fucking double dog dare me, bitch. I'll pay the six million. I'll fucking unload the stock if you tell me how to feed all the hungry. Oh, you're not going to tell me? How to fucking order a pizza for someone in fucking South America? All right, fuck you. And then he still does it. And now he's just still personally wealthy. Um, more so than, you know, entire GDPs. It's disgusting. America's a shithole. Um, I don't say that lightly. I say that legitimately. And I say that with real vigor. Because look at what's going... We had a school shooting in Michigan yesterday. Which is just like... I mean, that shit's just tragic. It's tragic that it happens, and it's more tragic that it's become like a point of humor for for our generation, for the Gen Zs and the, and the millennials. It's like, you know, we, we joke about school shooters all the time. We see that guy. That guy looks like a school shooter. Don't pretend that you don't. You know, this is like, again, this is not honesty hour. This is just actual real stuff that people do because you are a person. You are living in America under our cultural conglomerate of coca-cola and warner bros and disney and you get all that stuff don't pretend like you haven't thrown out a couple school shooter jokes at your weird cousin on christmas don't act like you haven't done that it's sad that we have to that we have no other recourse than to laugh at it as americans because we have no recourse politically financially i mean it's fucked up and, you know, that kid, this is the first time in a while that there's been a school shooting that's, like, been really, really covered. Because there's always been ones with, like, a couple. That's that's what it really was. The school shooting started with, like, Sandy Hook and you know, Columbine. Those were big body counts. And then there was a lot of little ones after um, after those, what's that? Um, down in South Florida, Parkland. After that, there was just a smattering, like one student shot, two students injured, Security one dead. Killed. Yeah, now there's there's like fucking like eight people or six people or something and a bunch more in the hospital. It's sad. It's sad because no one's going to do anything about it. And that's okay. Sorry, I read a text at the same time as I was finishing that sentence. I did not mean to say it's okay that there are school shootings going on. I know what I just said. I'm not, that's, I didn't mean to say that. 
it's not okay. I was reading a text. Someone on LinkedIn shared a post, and that's cool. Um, but yeah, we got to stop. Guys, if you're getting bullied, just tell someone. It's that easy. Or solve world hunger. You know, do one or the other. Elon Musk, if he grew up in America, guarantee that motherfucker would not be on the map right now. He would be in a jail somewhere because he shot everyone at his school. Because Elon Musk is fucking... I don't like him. Um, I'm going to get off of that topic. <laughs> it's really dark and drab, and I don't think you can make much comedy out of something that's so serious about... I mean, children being shot. Like, children being murdered. Yeah. You can't really... You, my point is, you can't joke about it, but we have all reached the point where we have to, I guess. That's kind of what, that's what I'm saying. I watched, um, I watched this commercial the other day um, for Chick-fil-A. Have you seen these Chick-fil-A commercials where they have, like, either a Chick-fil-A employee or, like, in a customer, like, sit down, sit down yeah. on, like, opposite ends of a couch or, like, two employees I love it because they're like, let's take these fucking these. Let's take this guy who eats Chick-fil-A and this person who works at this Chick-fil-A and let's pretend that they're actually friends in real life. Like, let's put them, let's sit them on the same. That's a big thing. Sitting on the same piece of furniture as another human. That takes a level of trust. That's more than just like, yeah, you know that I like Chick-fil-A sauce. So you give me extra. Those people definitely made physical contact for the first time that day. Like when they shook hands, they're like, okay, this is weird not seeing you. Now I have to, we both have to treat each other like actual people and not points of sale. My, my, this commercial blew my fucking mind. Cause it's like, it's these two girls and they both work at Chick-fil-A and they both look about 16, 17 and they're sitting there and one goes, I had to ride my bike four miles to Chick-fil-A and it was hard. And then the winter came and it was a very cold, bleak winter. And I had to, it, and it was, I was riding my bike in the cold to Chick-fil-A. And then they had a raffle at the end of the year where we won, someone wins a car. And then the other girl was like, and then I won the car. And then I just, I gave it to her. What are we doing? If I won a car, I would quit my job. What? Like, I would... No, not... I would quit my job at Chick-fil-A. So I'm saying. So I could sell the car. So I could make more money than I would make in a year working at Chick-fil-A. It's sad that you have these commercials where Chick-fil-A is like, Oh, we're a big, happy fucking family. Obviously not not big enough. Your coworker's kind of shitty, though. No one can give her a ride? Yeah. It's cold as fuck? Yeah, man. It's... (laughs) (laughs) No one can pick me up? It's ridiculous. The fact that, like... I mean... I don't know. I just don't think that's like the right way to go, yeah. you know? Um, oh, also shout out to everybody who, who had this podcast in their top, whatchamacallit, um, their Spotify wrapped. Spotify we got a couple great people yeah, have you, reached you. out to me and sent me pictures of that. And that's very fun. I'd like to thank Alex Cumming, who spent um, the most time of any podcast listening to this one this year, though he has his own called Nights Do That. It's on Anywhere you can find a podcast, knights do that. Knights like, um, like King Alexander, you know, or King Arthur. I don't fucking know the knights. The knights of the Round Table, like those kind of knights, because it's a UCF podcast. He interviews um, excellent people uh, in the University of Central Florida sphere. If you're interested in that, please go check it out. Um, 
but yeah, thanks guys. This is another that th those are really sobering moments because I have so many episodes where I just talk about how nobody listens to the show. Like I just talk about like no one listens to the show. I had that bit. Remember, I had that bit where people tell me about how great of a name that is. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, okay. So Ian and I go back to Tallahassee um, for the Miami FSU game, and we're talking about. We're not. We're we're not talking. Me and this guy that used to work with me. Like, okay, here's the thing about where we worked is it's not a real restaurant. Like we 30 people that used to work there showed up and took over the restaurant and shut down the restaurant and dr out drank out the bar. It was cool. But I was talking to one of my favorite former managers and he was like, that's a really great name. I was like, Oh, I don't want to have to be, I don't want to bring out the irony because I just talked about, it. but like, he was like, <laughs> and then it's that thing where like, he was like, Hey, I just want to say, like, you're really funny, man. Like, you should, like, good job. Like, I fucking know. I'm doing this. Not you. Like, don't tell, like, don't suggest something I'm already doing. Like, hey, man, you should stick with it. That's what I'm doing. I'm sticking with it. I'm, like, five seconds away from a mental breakdown at every... Do you realize how far my mental health has declined since I picked up comedy? Do you know how much harder it is to be a successful comedian than a lawyer or a doctor or whatever the fuck you want to be? It's so fucking hard and annoying and stupid and you lose so much money... I'm afraid to go to a mental health specialist because I'm afraid they're going to be like, hey, you have schizophrenia. And also, this is a Michael's craft store. You know, like, also, this is... And I'll be like, well, fuck. I'm, that's not where I want to be. So I'm working at it. Don't tell me to keep it up. I didn't need that from you. <laughs> I need a drink now. You know? Like, it's just... I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, how far along are we right now? We're about 17 in. All right, I got a pee pee out of my wee wee real quick. We're gonna have to take. <laughs> and we're back. I'm so very relieved. Um, as I was walking out of the room to the restroom, I crossed my living room TV, and they're in the middle of like overturning Roe v. Wade now. Like that's not even something we wrote down for the show. There's so much shit going on. They're like in the middle of overturning Roe v. Wade, like right now, like on like on live TV, like they're. It's some Mississippi law, and they're fucking... So yeah, Roe v. Wade's in jeopardy. And let me tell you why that's a stupid thing to do. It's stupid to fucking cut out abortion rights. Abortions are still gonna happen. People have been putting coat hangers up there for, like, decades. You know, and so this is just access to safe fucking abortions that, like, are needed and necessary. And if you want to get conspir conspiratory about it, I think, in a conspirator way... The, you know, the, the fucking Supreme Court's like, hey, no one's having fucking kids anymore. And we need these kids to, the population is in jeopardy. So we got to have people having kids. And if we had to have kids and we don't like them, these fucks got to have kids and they don't like them. Of course, that's not really probably what's going on. It's probably just being like, I don't believe you should get an abortion. Amy Comey Barrett um, had a point earlier today where she was talking about how if a young woman gets pregnant... It should not impede her, uh, her um, like, you know, job or anything. And they can just give it up for adoption. They have to walk around the office for nine months, pregnant as shit, dealing with all the pregnant shit. I don't know if she has kids. Maybe she does. You have to walk around for nine months with another human in you. And you have to tell people, hey, 
don't worry about this. I'm not going to be taking maternity leave. You have to go to your boss and be like, no, this is fine. I'm not going to need any time off, maybe just five minutes at lunch to throw up in the bathroom and cry because I have to give this fucking baby up because now I can't get it out of me because some fucking, I made a mistake in college and this guy fucking was like, oh, are you in birth control? And I said, yes, because I was like, I didn't care because I thought I could get an abortion. Yeah. But now we can't. It's stupid. It's it's a very dumb thing to do to get rid of abortion rights in America. Um, not a joke, right? What if it was? What if I was? <laughs> just joking. Just joking. I'm just I'm just joshing. I'm just I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Just joking. Shits. I mean, there's so much stuff. There's that fucking the, that. Now I literally walked out and Roe v. Wade was like on in Jeopardy. They were playing Jeopardy on the TV. It said Roe v. Wade in Jeopardy, which I was like, that's weird. I didn't know both of them could play as a team with Ken Jennings as the guest host until the end of the year. Um, of course, him and Mayan Bialik fighting for the top spot as host. If you're not in on this Jeopardy host drama, you really got to step into the limelight because it should be LeVar Burton. Obviously, execs at Jeopardy did not feel that it should be LeVar Burton, who fucking grew up with us. He was our reading rainbow. And, uh, you know, the, whatever that guy, Matt Richards or whatever his name is, fucking the executive producer was like, I'll be the host. I'll, that's me. And he got fucking canned in like a week. Good good for fucking him. Um, then Ken Jennings is back. Mayan Bialik is back. So instead of LeVar Burton, the, the completely wholesome, um, beautiful man who's empathetic and wise, quick wit, we have Ken Jennings. A guy who won Jeopardy. This is my 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 other hang up too. I don't think people that do really well on Jeopardy should host Jeopardy because they don't have the aptitude. If you win a bunch of games of Jeopardy, you probably don't have that many friends, right? <laughs> like, maybe. But what if once you win that many, once you win seventy four games of Jeopardy, your friends are probably just like the only like the other two dudes that have won a bunch of games of Jeopardy, because. What are you going to talk to them about? It just doesn't correlate. How does being good at the game make you radar? Fucking, yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it makes no it sense. It makes no sense. I mean, he has he has presence, but then again, he also has a bunch of bad tweets, right? And so that's his controversy. He has a couple shady tweets. A guy that he was on a podcast with said some stuff that was unsavory and Ken maybe had uh, supported him. And then there's also Maya Bialik, who is controversial in her own right, Um just because I don't like some of the color schemes on her outfit? No, I'm joking. <laughs> what if that was the hang-up? Like, I don't like her how she dresses. No, but she um, she had some, like, questionable fucking things about vaccines. Like, questionable opinions about vaccines. And she does, like, she promotes, like, natural brain supplements. Like, in the commercials that while I'm watching Jeopardy, I'm like, can I get three minutes away from her? And now I got to learn about how I'm going to get dementia when I'm 30 and I have to take this fucking, it looks like a spoonful of sugar every day. It doesn't make, I'm not a big, I just think LeVar, LeVar Burton should be in there. He's now taking a job hosting the Trivial Pursuit live show, if I'm not mistaken, which I mean, good for him, not Jeopardy, but like, again, that's Jeopardy's fault. This is too much time spending on the Jeopardy host drama. Uh, shouts out to Amy Schneider. I think. Nine day winner right now, maybe ten. Oh fuck! I didn't watch Jeopardy last night. Damn. Okay, I have to catch up on Jeopardy. Thank you for reminding me. Me. Um. Yeah. So Jeopardy, it's fun. 
And also, Roe v. Wade is on Jeopardy tonight. So watch that, guys, I guess. I'm going to see fucking Brett Kavanaugh talk about Roe v. Wade. God, I just want to punch every human on earth in the face at the same time. Um, Ghislaine Maxwell's trial is happening. I have not seen any coverage of it on any major media outlet. Is it happening? It's the only... It's not being covered by CNN. It's not being covered by Fox. And we know why, right? Like, we know why. Come on. And so, uh, if you do want to stay up to date with that, I would suggest following Adam Klasfeld. Adam K-L-A-S-F-E-L-D on Twitter. Um, He is in the courtroom every day, minute by minute. One of the best uh, reporters politically and, you know, in the in the fucking game, he's he's great, and it's, this isn't a political trial, but I mean, there's a lot of political figures involved. I don't even know. He's a he's a courtroom reporter. He's one of the last real ones out there, um, besides me, of course. The two last bastions of American journalism, Adam Klasfeld, who's tweeting minute by minute updates on Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, and me, who's talking about, you know, Ken Jennings. Um, yeah. We've kind of reached a point in the show where I, I got really passionate at first, and then I started talking about Jeopardy, which is kind of a niche interest to me because it's like Jeopardy's on every night. Everyone knows Jeopardy's on. Who watched Jeopardy? There's kind of, there's, there could be people that watch Jeopardy all the time. I feel like it's just me and my mom. And like, I feel like I can't talk about Jeopardy with anybody. You know? It's like my little dirty little secret, even though I'm really good at Jeopardy too. But, again, I have friends, so I can't legally be allowed on the show because I have – because I'm friendly with people. Um, but, yeah, Ghislaine Maxwell is – I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> it's, I mean, she's just like they're, – they're interviewing these witnesses. Um, the pilot named, like, five different – like, Bill Clinton and Donald Trump. Um, great stuff. Great stuff. This This – of course, uh, they had to put the Ghislaine Maxwell trial on the back burner on CNN and, and Fox News and MSNBC purely because there's a bigger, more important piece of news. And that is that Rihanna and ASAP Rocky are having a baby. We would like to send a personal congratulations from In Between Gods to Rihanna and ASAP Rocky on their wonderful new beautiful baby boy or girl or whatever. Or- they would like to be and um you know wish them the best yep. rihanna your dear friend i love you um you know i got your back you know um asap of course you know we didn't meet on the greatest terms it wasn't like you know because there was that whole thing we me and me and re have a history and so it's just it was a little bit awkward for me and asap rocky at first um, because it was just, you know, there was a little competition and eventually I backed off because I was like, Hey, I'll let this guy have his day in the sun. He hasn't really dropped a great album. Testing was okay. I'll give testing a six out of 10. Um, have the kid, you know, like have the baby. Congrats. Um, again, we also have that beef because ASAP Rocky has stolen my nickname. And, uh, for anyone wondering my nickname in, in high school, and I know you weren't by the way, um, I'm just saying that. Uh, my nickname in high school and middle school was ASAP Andy, and that was partially because I got in rap battles in the courtyard in middle school every morning and was one time threatened with expulsion for uh, inciting a riot of over 100 people at 7.30 in the morning. Thir- like 100 
13 year olds crowding around me talking shit to this kid it's awesome but yeah uh if anyone would like to know how i got this name here's here's a little explanation from my good friend john gugliami Andy Liston, John Guillaume calling. It's uh, November 30th, about... Uh, your fucking voice note just cut me off, bro. That's messed up. Okay, so let me restart. Andy Liston, it's John Guillaume. It's about 11.45 Central Standard Time. Um, Will Rizzo texted me and... Um, Shout he out. He sent me a song, Trilla, and then he sent me uh, Get Lit by ASAP Rocky off of his uh, mixtape, Long Love ASAP. Uh, I informed him that that was the album that inspired the nickname ASAP Andy. And I just wanted to call and let you know that once again, I am the one that is responsible for your nickname. Uh, my claim to fame, put it on my tombstone. Andy, have a good rest of your day, brother. Uh, God bless and, you know, stay healthy out there. Hopefully this supply chain isn't messing you up. Um, I don't know. It's crazy out here, right? Stay safe, stay happy, beat the second wave, right? I think I gotta click one to get out of this because your voice won't cut me off earlier so if this works maybe if it doesn't i don't know yeah and so i i thank you john for that great story and also the supply chain is fucking me up man the supply chain's fucking me i just spent 60 dollars on a christmas tree yesterday a christmas tree that i am as tall as you know my sister i woke up at three today because i couldn't get any sleep last night because i'm fucking i'm cool I like to stay up. I'm a night owl. Isn't that cool? Remember when that was like the being cool? It was like, bro, Connor stayed up till like 3 o'clock last night. And he's still in first period. That's fucking sick. Connor was going through some shit. Connor was literally just playing video games at night to distract himself from the horrible reality of his parents' looming divorce. Like that was, remember when that was cool when I was like, oh, I stayed up late and I put on my Snapchat story and it's Tuesday. And oh, everyone knows about the big test we have in AP Psych. AP Psych was a bullshit class. That teacher, the teacher I had for AP Psych when I was in high school, he had my older sister before me, and my older sister is a legitimate genius, a national merit scholar, and so he obviously came in with higher expectations for me than um, he should have, because it's like, first of all, I'm taking this class as a senior in high school, I'm not giving a fuck, I'm not caring, Uh, I'm taking five AP classes just because... AP is not even real. That AP and IB bullshit. Let me tell you something. In all my years of schooling, my hardest two years of school were ninth and 10th grade in pre-IB. College was not hard. I've, I've made this point a bunch of times on the show. If you're thinking about going to college and you think it'll help you, do it. If you're thinking about IB and you're a freshman in high school, don't do it. Don't do it. It's stupid. IB is harder than college. IB's, uh, yeah. <laughs> IB's harder than college. Your your freshman year of high school as a 14-year-old will be harder than writing a dissertation as a 23-year-old. I promise you, I swear to God. And this it's just this isn't comedy. Yeah. This is not a comedy podcast. This is not this is right now, this is real. This, this is, is a PSA to every ninth grader in the country. This is your we are your guidance counselors of America. And um, if you join IB, you'll be sitting in a classroom next to a bunch of kids who like their their status to them. Their self-worth to them is how much better they do than everyone in the class. And they all are like, oh, I did so good. Everyone gets 90s and 100s and all that fun stuff. Um, I would get, you know, some of those just because I was sitting next to cool people. I remember the first day I fucking, oh my God, the first, my first period of high school, not like vaginally, but like academically, 
Um, I sit down and it's alphabetical the seating and my friend Kevin, my now friend Kevin sits down next to me. He goes, Hey, I'm Kevin Lee. Like, what's up? Uh, want to be my friend? I don't know anybody here. And I was like, fuck yeah. And then we start chatting and like five minutes into the chat, he was like, yeah, I took the SAT when I was 12 and I'm like, Oh, this shouldn't be for me. I didn't even want to. Here's the thing. I didn't even want to be an IB in the first place. I was at summer camp and my mom called me and she was like, we got you an IB. Because originally it was just going to be my twin sister. It was just going to be Emma and IB. And I could do, you know, good classes. But then all of a sudden it's like my mom's like, I pulled the twin card. I'm like, I don't want you to fucking do that. I've never, I've never asked you for that. I've always wanted to be an individual. And now we have like 10 classes a day. And it's not like that's a bad thing. But it's like when you're in high school and you're trying to individualize yourself, the whole coming of age story, you kind of don't want to have to like get yelled at by your sister because she didn't like have time to blow dry her hair in front of everybody in the class. Like that's not fun. That's not fun for me. And it's not what I wanted. And it was pressed on me. and It was forced on me. Mom, I'm talking directly to you. I know you're in the office down the hall right now. Probably closing some deals and fucking petting the dog. That's just, I'll tell you straight up. IB, not for me. And I was right and I dropped out. Do not do IB if you are a regular person. If you are a neurodivergent person who loves good grades and gets off on being the teacher's pet, go do IB. Please do IB. If it's you, perfect for you. Honestly. Yeah, and if you really want to go to college, if you're in a position financially with your parents or you can get scholarships because you know you have a big brain, go be big brained. But, you know, college isn't for everyone now. Um... If you're going to college, I recommend doing dual enrollment. You can get credits in AP, but if you get a three on that AP Human Geo in ninth grade, you're going to come in with an extra class you have to take at your big fucking fun university where you're getting blackout drunk every night. Basically, if you're rich and smart, do IB. If you're poor and smart, just just do dual enrollment. You're going you're gonna to end up at FSU or UF anyway. Yeah. If you're from Florida. If you're from Florida. And if you're, <laughs> if you're from New Jersey, you're going to end up at FSU. You'll be at FSU. <laughs> I had people, I had a friend my freshman year of college tell me that it was the same price to go to Rutgers in-state in New Jersey as it was to go to FSU out-of-state. Of course, the only two schools I applied to and were accepted to were Rutgers and FSU. I'm very glad I chose FSU because... Uh, I probably would have gotten stabbed in New Jersey because it's just such a scary place. Like, New Jersey, like, what is it, the Garden State? There's no gardens. There's no gardens in that fucking state. There's a Madison Square Garden the next state over, but that's about the only garden you're going to like in the Northeast because they don't really have... I mean, they grow fucking rhubarb up there. They don't have fertile soil. They can't plant poinsettias on a, on a whim. You know, like, we have birds of paradise, palm trees, all that nice stuff. You can't get that shit up there. It snows. It snows up there. You can't have, like, house plants when you're trying to, like, when you're gathering with your family, like, next to a fire because you're trying to survive and not freeze to death in the middle of the night. So I'm glad I did not go to Rutgers because I would be tremendously more in debt and probably, you know, just probably way more independent and not living in my mom's house and, you know, of these things I prefer. But yeah, what are we at? <laughs> 35 on the head. 35 on the head? Yeah. All right, we're going to hammer it in right there, guys. This was a, this was definitely an episode of the podcast today. Well, it was an episode of the podcast. It was a podcast. A lot of things were said. I don't really know how this is going, but yeah. Um, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by Degree for Men. I wear it every day. They haven't paid me any money, and I'm sure if someone from Degree hears this, they will send a cease and desist. Uh, Thank you for listening to another episode of In Between Gods with Andy Liston. 
at in between gods on Instagram, at Andy Liston on Instagram and Twitter. Ian, do you have anything to say to the folks? Happy Hanukkah, folks. Hell, oh, yeah. Started. Happy Hanukkah, guys. Day four. You know what the fourth day is of Hanukkah? It's the fourth candle. That's all I know about Hanukkah. <laughs> Anyways, happy Hanukkah, guys. Uh, bye.